Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. All right, welcome to another debrief. Uh, unapologetically stolen that concept from Jocko. Thank you, bro. Anyway, um, thank you for spending your time with me. Hopefully, you can get something out of this. I'm going to try my best. So, here we go. Got some stuff uh, that I've noticed on Instagram, all coming from my desire to make my time on the internet actionable and useful to me. I don't want to just be passively taking things in. I want to spend some time looking for things that I can grow with and help me get better 1% every day. So I encourage you to do the same. First thing um, from Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Been following her for a while. She, uh, man, I forgot what her handle used to be. Um, super solid posting. Uh, Dbird20, that's what she used to be called. Um, good stuff from her. Uh, first up, she's got this post on Instagram um, called Listening to Your Subconscious. So this idea, and, uh, you know, Coach Divine has talked about this before, about your shadow self and how we all have a positive and a negative um, shadow. And we have to kind of pay attention to them. So she's kind of breaking this down into confronting the shadow. Which one will you choose? Okay, so the idea is that when the unconscious shadow you speaks through you, you identify with them and become their puppet, right? But when we use that and the unconscious shadow us speaks to us instead of through us, we can use that uh, for an information signal and then we can build uh, stronger relationships with ourselves, become more confident. Um, So, not really about how to get in tune with that shadow you, your shadow self, but how to um, maybe identify a couple of things and then uh, use it. Okay, so uh, two two columns, shadow identification and shadow acceptance. So this one is, uh, I am weak, right? I'm weak, Uh, I'm a failure, whatever. I know we've had signals like that. So accepting and using it is when I feel weak, it is an invitation to improve something in myself, right? So identify that thing that you're feeling weak about, and then you can then sort of write that on the whiteboard of your mind or whatever as the thing you need to work on. And so use it as a cue about something you need to work on and not necessarily something you should be afraid of. Right? I am a victim. 
okay? Uh, we all have the victim mentality about whatever, even if it's a red light. <laughs> when I feel victimized, this lets me know where I can start taking responsibility, right? So like Jocko teaches the extreme ownership, owning things, that is a signal for you to look at the specific thing for you to take ownership of. I'm a bitch. <laughs> Whether that's, uh, you know, being a wimp, I guess, or being just grouchy. Um, when I act bitchy, it is a mirror to the areas of myself that need self-compassion. Or maybe it's where your ego's getting stepped on. Whatever it is. Uh, the last one here. I am jealous of everyone. So the acceptance part. When I experience jealousy, it helps me see where I can draw inspiration from. Right? So just because someone else is winning doesn't mean you're losing. It's not a zero-sum head-to-head competition. That's not life. So if someone's winning, take that and be inspired by it. Ask them how they're winning. Learn from them. That's, that's, that's definitely um, growth related, right? All right. Work to find happiness. This is from, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Jocko freak, but uh, his company Echelon Front, I follow them on um, Instagram as well. And they, they post, um, in this case, it's a post of, uh, from a page from his book, Discipline Equals Freedom. And um, I dig that. I, I um, carry that book around a lot. But this particular book, this page, uh, where do you find it? You don't find happiness. You make it. You put forth effort. You work for it. You take on responsibility. You put yourself out there. You take risks to achieve a worthy goal. And in that pursuit, if you pay attention, if you look around, you will find happiness. I don't, I don't know if there's a ton to dig in there other than what they said, but, um, you know, if you set a goal, happiness is found in the work, getting to that goal. You know, it's, it's not the, it's not the rainbow, it's not the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, it's the, it's the trip of getting to that pot of gold. That's where the beauty in life is. That's where the lessons are. That's where you get better. In the pursuit of that goal, you learn ownership, responsibility, expression, overcoming risks, achievement. That's where you find happiness. Damn, I love that stuff. I mean, he's... I don't know how he got to where he is mentally, but um, he's a hero of mine for sure. Um, this other thing I found, uh, Ichigo Ichi. Interesting. Um, it means something like uh, what we're experiencing right now will never happen again. So 
We must value each moment like a beautiful treasure. We must become moment hunters. <laughs> Magical coincidences are about attention to the moment, not luck. I mean, that's an interesting um, concept uh, to come out of uh, like Zen thought, Zen Buddhism. Um, think about how you can incorporate Ichigo Iche into your daily life. You know, um, it's about uh, observing and cherishing the little moments. Uh, this article uh, has some guidelines, I guess, to help hone your power of observation um, and more of this uh, Zen outlook like this Zen like ability to observe and absorb so one is just sit and see what happens um, you know, just be zen in the moment and sit and observe. And if you're with someone, just sit and spend time. And soak that in. You know, how often are you doing something just in a hurry, you know? Or, or you know, you, you finally get to hang out with someone, but you're, you're, just, you're just not present. You're just rushing through it. Just sit and see what happens. Savor this moment as if it were your last breath. But, you know, bring that outlook that this is it. It's the last time you're going to be with someone. You know, give it, give yourself. Be there. Uh, avoid distractions, you know. Uh, the Japanese proverb, the hunter who takes aims at two prey at once will kill neither. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, how often have you, like, been reading a book and listening to a podcast at the same time or, or watching TV and looking at your phone at the same time or or talking to someone and looking at your phone at the same time? Trying to do two things at once. It's not going to work out well. Free yourself from everything that isn't essential. Um the 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 thing they the thing they point out here is interesting and I'm guilty of this too which is um you know think about yourself when you pack you know you pack for a trip do you, do you bring everything in the kitchen sink or are you a minimalist right so an expert tra traveler is thought of more of what they don't bring <laughs> I mean that when we're when we're marveling at someone's uh, traveling light we're we're concerned with the things that they didn't bring that you would bring. It's the same with life. Be your own friend. Rather than comparing yourself to others, assume you're unique. It's a good outlook. Um, celebrating imperfection. Um, I mean, that's... 
yeah, I mean, we should all just kind of accept that, not only accept that um, we're not perfect, but also sort of um, celebrate it. Uh, the Japanese have a term, um, wabe-sabe, uh, which is uh, looking at things like, let's say you have a, a, a vase and there's a crack in it, um, or it's not made completely perfectly. They will, um, like oftentimes if they break something, they will fix it, but they will also highlight the crack by like inlaying the, the crack of it with gold or something that, that tells a story. The, the flaws tell how it came to be. Practicing compassion. Um, you know, feeling sorry for someone doesn't mean uh, feeling pity. Um, it's not the same as empathy. But truly listening. Like when you're with that person, to really be in the moment, to just listen to them. Don't listen to react. Don't listen to teach them the lesson you want to teach them. Just listen to what they're saying and, and absorb it and try to see it from their point of view. Uh, then let go of your expectations, um, <laughs> you know, predictions and, and um, expecting an outcome. It's going gonna, it's gonna to leave you uh, disappointed, I think, probably most of the time. It's also going to make you a buzzkill <laughs> in uh, certain situations. So uh, those are just some things uh, that this guy, this, this writer, um, pulled out from this concept of Ichigo Ishe. Um, but, you know, whatever it takes, um, learn to tune into your own life, you know? This is just a concept for getting there. Here's one uh, from Ryan Mickler, um, who's, I'll be honest, uh, he's, he's been turning me off lately. Um, you know, he's just for whatever his political stuff's pouring in here. You know, and he has a right to feel however he wants to feel. I just haven't particularly been feeling it. Um, but this one post is good. Uh, I've only seen winners celebrate other people's success while losers tend to shit on the accomplishments of others. Moral of the story, celebrate when others win and you're likely to be the former. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, winners aren't going to you know, real winners in life uh, don't get there by trampling others, you know? You lift everyone up. Um, rising tide lifts all boats, sort of a concept, I guess. Um, he goes on with some other posts. Uh, Correlation does not equal causation, but there's a strong argument to be made that winners win in part because they recognize and celebrate the achievements of others while losers are preoccupied with others because they're unwilling to do the work on themselves. Winners are so preoccupied with building the skill sets required to win that they have no time or energy or desire to spend tearing others down. And that's really true. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, how... I've been guilty of that early on in my career in business. I was very worried about what um, rival businesses were doing and would often um, engage in, uh, let's say we were we were me and a, a rival company were going for the same project, and 
you know, I've it's a small town, so I've literally been in the waiting room while they're in pitching, um, and I've been in pitching while they're literally in the waiting room, and like early on in my career, I, I I'm guilty of talking shit about them, or not necessarily shit about them, but but mentioning them and telling the potential client about how much better I am, and you know, I never got those projects, um, and you know, and later in life, I've I've been in scenarios where I've been asked about um, what would be considered rival companies and you know I've just praised them I'm like well they're pretty good um you know they're going to do good work for you um, I'd love to have your work but you know they're they're not bad people that's usually what I say and and I'll be honest with you nowadays I don't even I don't even consider having competition that's not even something I think about um just because of where my mindset is it's like I'm I'm just you know, I'm just focused on doing the best job I can with what I'm given. And I think that's the road to really being a winner. Definitely, definitely interpersonal stuff. You don't want to, I mean, just because somebody else is winning doesn't mean you're losing, right? That's not how that works. Uh, okay, so I, I did, a, I've, I've I've recorded a an episode on Matthew McConaughey's book uh, Green Lights. I I bought that book, and then uh, I read it, and then I saw that he um, was it narrate read. I don't know. With him acted, told the stories. I don't know what he did. He's he's unique in his delivery, but he did the audio for that for the audio book, um, and it was awesome to listen to him going through it and just the way he delivered it. but uh, So I've got a whole episode on that. I don't know if it'll be before this one or after it or whatever, but um, you know, if this is after, go listen to that one. And if it's uh, this one's before, then it's coming next. But uh, one of the things I've kept is, is a couple of these articles, um, one on Medium and one somewhere else, about uh, the University of Houston uh, commencement speech he gave. Um Man, I don't know. I don't remember when it was. Oh, 2015. Um, it's interesting. But uh, he gave a commencement speech. It's on YouTube. I, I've got the YouTube link up, and then I've got um, the different sections that somebody did, and they linked it up to the timestamps in the um, uh, video itself. So you can go check those out. But here we'll go through some of those. Um, life's not easy. So... Yeah, life's not easy. Prepare for it to not be easy. You know? Um, you're going to have to work. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, never say anything is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, he's saying, like, it's that's not a good word. Like, you know, un- that's unbelievable. Yeah, they did it. You just saw it. You've got to reassess and and uh, <laughs> accept it. Uh, seek joy, not happiness. Um, he sort of has a interesting approach um, to happiness, um, and he says sort of, uh, you know, it, joy and happiness are two different things to him, and to seek joy over happiness, um, and that to him, happiness is a is a response to an outcome. Right, so if I win, I'll be happy, and if I don't win, I won't be happy. Right, it's cause and effect. Instead, 
um, experiencing seeking out joyful like joy and in, in enjoying something um, is is that feeling that you get from doing something that y- you're supposed to do right and it doesn't matter what the outcome of that thing that you're enjoying is and maybe not expecting an outcome is how you reach that joy define success for yourself uh you cannot compare yourself to others. You need to prioritize and define what success means to you. It's that simple. Not what your parents think you should be doing, not what your uh, friends think you should be doing, what you think you should be doing. And as long as every day you're after it, you're going to win. Uh, make decisions you'll be happy about tomorrow. <laughs> he has this uh, analogy, don't leave crumbs. Uh, he says that crumbs in life are the choices that we make that make us have to look over our shoulder in the future. So don't leave crumbs, right? They build regret and guilt and remorse. Um, That's true. <laughs> and not only that, um, honestly, uh, a lot of anxiety comes from uh, not doing the things we should be doing, you know? Um, make a lot of mistakes in life by just not taking care of stuff that needs to be taken care of. We let it sit. We procrastinate. And we let it fester. And that builds anxiety. And I think that's what he means by crumbs. A roof is a man-made thing. Um, and I think what he's getting at is a lot of this accept that life's not fair never consider anything to be impossible find joy in what you do instead of chasing happiness create your own definition of success make decisions that'll give back to you tomorrow Make voluntary obligations. This is, this is interesting, um, and I, not I'm not a I'm not a brilliant person by any stretch, but this is something that I try to do, and it helps grow me. Um, and I, I might think about this a little bit um, differently, but I like this concept of making voluntary obligations, and that can be in the form of making. A public statement about achieving a goal or making a promise to someone and then seeing it through. Uh, turn the page. Uh, he gets into this in his book um, a bit. Let me find this real quick. It's this uh, no thanks this ain't for me or no thanks this ain't me sort of sensibility. Um, which is just, you know, move on. Like if something ain't working, don't continue to beat your head against the wall. I saw a really great sign up in um, Brevard, up in the mountains near Asheville, North Carolina one time, and it said, uh, don't, oh man, what did it say? I don't remember exactly what it said, Um, but it was like, uh, don't spend a lot of time 
um, thinking about, no, don't continue to make a mistake, the same mistake, because you spent a lot of time committing to it or something. I don't know. That's terrible. I messed that whole part of this podcast up, but um, move on. Uh, and the last two he has in here, give your obstacles credit. And then uh, how do we know when we crossed the truth? This might be kind of related, but, um, you know, don't think of something that's standing in your way or something you have to overcome as this random act of, you know, the universe crapping on you, right? Understand them. If it's a person, understand them. Give them the credit they deserve. Um, and that, that's going to pay off in the end, too, whenever you um, overcome that obstacle. And then how do we know we crossed the truth? How do we know we figured it out? How do we know that when we're doing the thing that we want to do? Some good insight from him there. The last thing I want to touch on um, recently... Um, uh, UFC, uh, Anderson Silva, this, it's his last fight, his last contract, the great Anderson Silva, one of the greatest of all time, could be considered. Uh, I'm a big fan of his, um, watched him for a long time. Uh, I remember when he broke his leg against Chris, Chris Weidman and then later was teasing, or was teasing Chris Weidman and got knocked out. Um, some unfortunate, memorable stories from the end of his career here, but a long and great career, great fighter, one of the greatest of all times, great um, uh, public persona, took the role well and represented it well, fighting uh, Uriah Hall, who is not necessarily new, but he's, he's had his struggles in terms of climbing to the top, but he's phenomenal fighter um, I think he won uh, the ultimate fighter you know 10, 10 or so years ago whatever um, wicked wicked fighter and I'm, I'm a big fan of his as well um, and I've followed him since the beginning of his career respect for Uriah Hall as well well anyway these two fought uh, the headliner fight or whatever Silva's last fight and Uriah Hall um, uh, winds up knocking him down technical knockout or whatever um, in this fight USC Vegas 12 um, and I'm gonna link the link the video up here and the, the headline is I love you I'm so sorry and just the amount of respect that Uriah is showing um, Anderson Silva. I mean, he's like bowing to him, and he's he's crying because he beat up his idol. Um, the respect that these fighters have for each other, and, and you know, Anderson is like, it's okay. You know, you you won this, you deserve this, and Uriah's like, I'm sorry, I I love you. You're the reason I'm doing this, and um, it's that that warrior respect, and I love seeing that. 
um, played out in such a respectful way. And you can read the comments. I don't recommend it. There's lots of stupid, stupid comments. But just this moment of respect is so deep and moving to me. Um, man, you know, I just, um, I just dig it. So go check out that video. Uh, think a little bit about that. Um, uh, not, not to, to bring this back to um, Matthew McConaughey's book, um, uh, Green Lights, this warrior respect. Um, there's a there's a story in it where he he goes to Africa. It's an interesting story about why he found himself in Africa. But whatever, um, he finds himself in Africa and he finds himself. Uh, uh, sort of propositioned to be in a fight. Um, he's got some history wrestling or whatever, but he's he's in this fight. Um, this town chieftain or town leader or whatever is um, he's going to fight this other dude who's like the he's like the region champion. There's no way he's going to win. He doesn't even know what the rules of this fight are. And uh, it's he's, he tells a good story, a good description of the whole thing. But the you know he gets in this two or three round fight with this guy. I mean, he's, and he's self-described like bloody and broken or whatever, where the other guy's kind of like not even like really necessarily. I mean, he's sweaty, but he's not like, he didn't do a whole lot of damage to this guy. But the, the fight's over or whatever, two or three rounds, and um, the, the, you know, the town chieftain guy comes over and raises McConaughey's hand in the air like it's Victor and declares him Victor or whatever, and the other guy kind of runs off. But um, you know, Matthew's like, oh, I won? And the chief was like, no, dude, you didn't win. Like, you didn't beat him. But the moment you accepted the challenge and, and stepped in the ring, you won all of their respect. And that's what he was upset about. And so, in that sense, you did win. And man, that is how it works and then later in the story he says that his his um his opponent um like walked with him to the next town or whatever it was like 10 miles away or 15 miles away or whatever it was five i don't know more than five miles walked him like escorted him to his next uh destination or whatever um to be like his guide or whatever and that's the respect that he gained from his opponent um and that is that warrior respect which is um, doing the thing and doing what you said you'd do and giving it the respect and energy it deserves. So, yes, is Silva's last fight. He took it. He committed to it. He prepared for months. Uriah, it's his fight. He's fighting his hero. He committed. He prepared for months, and he fought to win. And you damn well bet Anderson was fighting to win. And Uriah won. So the respect is there. The respect is earned. They're in the ring together. They're doing the thing to the best of their ability to the point where the person you thought wouldn't be the winner, the greatest of all time, didn't win. The other guy won and then showed him the respect of equal respect of Anderson if Anderson was the winner. That's, that's deep and that's incredible and that is warrior respect and that is something that man you just want out of life so I love you I'm so sorry that's a good quote um, I'm gonna leave it at that go watch the video 
Go get the Green Lights book. Um, watch his acceptance speak. Practice Ichigo Iche. Right? Listen to your shadow self. Work on your goals and pay attention to the path. If there's any lessons you can get out of today, I hope those are those. Dig in. Until next time, never give up, never quit. 1% every day. Get after it, y'all.